Hey, this is Allie. And this is Matt. And you're listening to Brew Roots. The podcast that brings you the stories behind your favorite beers. They say a picture is worth a thousand words, but arguably a beer is worth a thousand stories. So stay tuned and hear the stories behind your favorite beers. Cheers. All right. Welcome to a, another edition of Brew Roots. We are here today. Uh, it's actually starting to feel like spring outside. Uh, we haven't had snow for a little what? bit. Yeah. yeah, we haven't had snow for what? Uh, forty-eight hours now. It's pretty great. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least the sun's out. Yeah, at so. least the sun's out. I can't really complain. So, Allie, how are, how have you been? I'm doing. How about you, Matthew? Uh, you know, I can't complain. I am very excited for this week's episode. Uh, who's our guest this week, Allie? So we're going to be talking to Dave from White Birch Brewing. And they are actually located um, in Nashville, New Hampshire. They're just doing their new uh, switchover right now. So, Matt, do you want to talk more about that? Yeah, I do. So, we uh, had the lovely opportunity to actually interview Dave, uh, what would you say, about a month, month and a half ago, Allie? Yeah, just about. And uh, this story is pretty cool because Dave um, is now reopening White Birch, um, and they moved from their uh, previous location, and now they're in Nashville, New Hampshire, uh, and this weekend... Uh, four sixteen. I mean, four fourteen, is uh their brand opening, at uh their new location, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, that is pretty exciting. I'm really excited for them. I mean, we got a you know behind the scenes look pretty much at the place when it was under construction, and it still looked awesome. Oh, like yeah. so I'm so excited to go see it. Yeah, and you know <laughs> they had to add some of the finishing touches. We weren't we didn't get to see it all, and uh we're gonna get to see it you know, firsthand on uh, Saturday, which I'm pretty excited for. Uh, we're yeah. Gonna, we're going to give you more information about that uh, opening at the end of the episode. And Dave, because uh, actually, to be honest with you, Dave wasn't 100% sure during when we were interviewing him when they'd be mm-hmm. opening. So uh, we... Yep. He, he had a feeling it was going to be April, but he wasn't positive. Yep. Yep. You can never control, you know, the state or the local government, how they're going to dictate how you can close and open mm-hmm. and everything. So... Uh, I'm so excited because uh, the Berliner Weiss, the uh, the blueberry beer, has been like my go-to winter beer. And now that spring beers are coming around, I'm excited to see what he is going to be uh, cooking up next. Oh, I know. He always has some good seasonals. He was talking about some of them. So it's exciting. Yeah. So I think we'll, uh, we'll get to the episode and then uh, we will, uh, you know, give you some more information on how you can go to their open house this coming weekend. Definitely. So here is Dave from White Birch Brewing. Cheers. All right, everyone. Welcome. Uh, we are here in lovely Nashville, New Hampshire, not Hooks at New Hampshire, which we kind of talked about before we got here. We did, yeah. Um, we are at the new not seen location of White Birch Brewing. We're here with Dave. What's going on? Not much. Thanks for having us tonight. Yeah, you're welcome. This tap room and brewery operation looks awesome. Thank you. Uh, I know it's under construction right now, but tell us tell us about your transition from Hooksit to here. It's terrible hearing myself, <laughs> for the record. No, we. Um, I bought the business April of last year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, Hooksit was where my brother started the brewery. It didn't represent my vision for what uh, White Birch is really all about. Um, I didn't think the facility really represented the brand and the caliber of the beer that we produce. So went out, started looking, 
and looked at probably 30 different facilities all over southern New Hampshire. And we stumbled across this on a frustrating Tuesday. I walked in, looked around, said, oh, this would be a cool spot for a bar. Went out back, checked the ceiling heights, looked around, said, all right, this is where we're moving. I like it. Awesome. So you mentioned uh, extraordinary beer. Let's talk about the beer we're drinking right now. So I have a, a black IPA, and yep. Allie has a, a brown ale. Yep. It's Imperial. a little bit more than a brown ale. You said it was... It's an imperial smoke brown. Yeah. I was going to say, it's very smoky. It's delicious. That's it's got a lot awesome of flavor. <laughs> yeah. So can you talk about the beer? Who designed the recipe or... Uh, sure. The uh, Nix actually started as an apprentice beer. Uh, my brother had an apprentice program where he'd bring people in. They would learn all the facets of operating a brewery and making beer and canning and packaging and all that. And uh, as a reward at the end of the program, the apprentice could make a beer. It started off as an apprentice series beer. My brother had since taken the recipe and recalibrated it and changed it and tweaked it and that's what we have yeah and, and then um when i took over the company when we made it this year we had a lot of feedback from a lot of our, our supporters saying we'd like it a lot hoppier you know put a little more bitterness to it a little more bite so we we pretty much took the hot profile on it and jacked it way up and now we've got something that's really fantastic yeah this is amazing um all right so so dave tell us a little bit about yourself tell us about your role here at white birch and uh, your first memory of beer? My first memory of beer was 1993. I was pledging a fraternity. Okay. And, uh, that was my first exposure to beer. Uh, it was a rough night, <laughs> even worse day. Uh, my role here is to uh, oversee the daily operation of the brewery, work on sales, work on marketing, uh, work on manufacturing, come up with new ideas, work on relationships. And they try to keep me out of everything <laughs> at the same time because either break stuff or, uh, you know, bend the rules a little bit. Yeah. You sound like a jack of all trades. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 So uh, you told us before you were in the financial world beforehand. I was. Uh, can you tell us a life about life before White Birch and, where, right. and where we are here today? So life before White Birch, I was 21 right out of college, got right into financial services. I saw the movie Wall Street, the first one. I was like, oh, that'd be really cool. So you wanted to be Gordon Gecko, or did you want to be? I want to be Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen. I was just making well, sure. <laughs> without, without, the without the illegal stuff, yes. though. Yes, yes, yes. And so I, uh, you know, I, I got into business when I was 21, turned 22. Worked hard, built a successful practice, had clients all around the world. Uh, was working six, seven days a week, uh, getting up early, working till God knows when, and was always on. And uh, after about 17 years or so, I woke up one day and said, this is not the life for me anymore. So I kind of walked away from that. Um, said, what am I going to do when I grow up? Uh, <laughs> talked with my brother and decided to get in the beer business with Bill and... Uh, we, we came in this. I remember my first day, I was like, where's the air conditioning? <laughs> it was hot, and uh, it was dirty, and it was wet, and it was loud, and, and then every day I just learned more and more about the beer business, and now I, I own White Birch, which is, awesome. kinda, which is kind of fun. Did you ever dabble with like home brewing before it, or was that like your first experience? Your brother just happened to have a brewery, and you're like, cool, I'm just going to you know, check it out. So my brother was the home brewer. He was the brewer. Uh, it was really making beer was his passion. Um, 
I'm a business guy and I, I enjoy the challenge of growing companies and marketing and distribution and sales and all that sort of stuff. And I looked at White Birch as an opportunity to help my brother really grow his business into something substantial. Prior to that, I didn't know the difference between an Imperial Smoke Brown. I didn't know what an IPA was. I was just going <laughs> to ask you that. Yeah, what was your... <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. Um, the first beer I ever had from White Birch was a beer called Hooksadale, which was a Belgian, uh, Belgian IPA type thing. And my brother said, don't have more than one. <laughs> so what do you think I did? You had more than one. I had two. The first one that was hot went down really, really easily on a hot day. And it was so good, I still have another one. I shouldn't have had the second one because I didn't feel good for a couple of days. <laughs> but that was my initial exposure. And then as he came out with new beers, you know, I tried the Belgian Pale Ale, which I thought was fantastic. He came out with Berliner Weiss way, way, way back when. And these funky bottles. And uh, I tried it. And I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't like that one. And then that was it for beer until I got into business with, with Bill. And then I said, all right, well, I need to learn every facet of the business if I'm going to help grow the company. So I learned how to bottle. You know, we try beers at 9 o'clock in the morning. And some were real eye-openers and others were, you know, I thought were okay. And I had never tried an IPA until one day I was working the store up in Hooksit. And we sold a lot of Hop Session, and I was like, what is this? And he's like, oh, it's one of our most popular beers. He didn't tell me what it was. So I tried it, and I was like, whew, man, what? Huh, I'm good. No, thank you. And then, obviously, you, you acquire the taste for, for good beer. Now, I can pick up a beer and drink it and go, that's old, or that's this, or it's that. And beers I used to enjoy, which I won't mention names, that were expensive when I was 21, a long time ago i try them today and i'm like oh this is water it's terrible so <laughs> I, I don't a little bit more picky about it <laughs> very picky yeah so one thing i noticed that's not unique to what you do but you sign your uh, cans your signatures on the can yep can you uh, can you tell me was there a thought process behind that or you're calculated you know what you're doing so um it's 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 personalizing the cans okay you know it's 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 saying we did this and you stand by it. I stand by my product. You know, if, if you have a problem, email me. If you love it, email me. Um, but I, I want our customers to know that we've, you know, I've touched every one of these cans that have, that have come out of the brewery. That's and for cool. the most part, I do. Yeah. Every now and then I get lucky and I don't have to can. But for the most part, um, you know, we, we touch every single can that goes through yeah. here. So what's been the biggest opportunity for you uh, in maintaining and growing White Birch. Um, you know, it's we were a small company. We're still pretty small. Uh, the 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 opportunities ginormous. I mean, we can take this and do really whatever we want to do with it. So for me to be able to come up with an idea, manufacture a product, can it, bring it to the marketplace, and have people go, "Hey, this is really really cool." Uh, for me, I think it's probably one of the coolest facets of what I do you know we got into some specialty beers last summer with different Berliners and we had no idea you know you just you just don't know so we we introduced some of them and it was gone I mean the stuff just sold out as quick as we could make it and it was I mean it was it was a pretty cool pretty humbling experience for us to say I made that yeah. you know and to, to take it out and have people go wow this stuff's really really good so I do. I know for sure. When I mentioned that we were interviewing you, a lot of people were like, "Oh yeah, I love White Birch." Like, yeah. it, it's it's a a local name yep. brand at yep. this point. And uh, yeah. 
What are you doing to grow the brand, though? Um, we're doing a ton of marketing. Uh, you know, we do a lot of beer events and uh, just just marketing. That's really all we do. You know, we go out any chance we get and talk to people and you know let people try the product. And we're always accessible and always available. And you know, unlike a lot of owners of companies, you know, you can call here and get me. So the number on the Facebook page that's actually my cell phone. So. Wow. Yeah, you were very quick to give me your cell phone. I was like, oh my God, really? <laughs> it's on the Facebook yeah, yeah. page. So it's, uh, you know, for me, it's, you got to be accessible. You got to be out there. You got to, you know, you got to make yourself available to people when they have questions or they, you know, they want to talk to you or whatever. You know, Friday night, I was out with my girlfriend and we were hanging out and I had a, I missed a call. I was like, oh, who's this? I don't recognize the number. It was someone up in Concord looking for one of my beers. So I, you know, I, it was a cell phone. So I texted her right back and just said, "Hey, you know, I'm out. Um, you know, I'm sorry I missed you. I'll, I'll call my distributor and find out where you can get it." And she wrote right back and said, "Hey, can I come down and pick it up in Nashua?" And I said, "Sure, no problem. Come on down." I said, "We're closed. We're not open right now, but you know, I could be there at noon if you want to stop in." And she's like, "Sure." So noon time last Saturday, a nice woman from Concord came down and gave her a tour and showed her around and. So you're saying FaceTime still works. So when you yeah. make your face visible, because there are a lot of companies who maybe stand behind their beer and don't have FaceTime like that. I'm, a, I'm an old school guy. You know, I do business with a handshake and, and in person. And, you know, if you, you put a deal together with somebody or, um, you know, you acquire a new account, I want to be able to say, hey, you know, appreciate the, the support and, you know, let's see what we can do and have some fun with it. There's something to be said, I think for the, the personal piece of the business. You know, I do beer events, and we distribute, you know, all the way out to, like, Michigan and Minnesota, and we were in Chicago and, and you know, Ohio and stuff like that. I go out and do events, and I'm usually the only brewery owner there, and it's, you know, 100 or 200 different breweries are there, and people are like, oh, you know, you, where do you live? New Hampshire. What? <laughs> yeah, I live in New Hampshire. I don't get it. I don't, I, don't, I don't understand. What don't you get? This is Ohio, or this is Philly, or this is you know Atlantic City, or wherever. Why are you here? They pay you to come out here? No. And then it, people are really confused. Well, what exactly do you do? Well, I own I own White Birch. And they're like, you own the company? Yeah. And you're way out here in Columbus. Yeah. Why? How long you out for? four hours <laughs> or a day or whatever it is yeah and uh you know people are blown away by it and it's like you know i want to get out and meet my my supporters and my fans and uh get my beer out there so why not it's fun yeah no i i think you have an excellent product so it's it makes sense you stand yeah. behind it i can i clearly you're yeah, you, yeah. um uh, i think it's pretty cool that we're sitting in like what is pretty soon going to be the new location for White Birch. Do you want to talk about it a little bit? Because you were giving us a tour, but um, it would be great for our listeners to get an idea of like what's going to be set up here because there's a lot of cool stuff going in. Yeah. Oh. Um, I don't know. Can you? There's, there's gonna uh, unless you want to keep the reveal secret. That's okay. <laughs> I can tell you we're sitting where the bar is going to be. Um, so we're in a rectangular shape room. We're, <laughs> we're, we're in a room with four walls and some windows and a door. <laughs> the heat works. Um which I joke about the heat. We didn't have heat in Hooksett. The heat broke. 
so we heated the place with kerosene heaters <laughs> so you would come into the uh, tasting room on a friday or saturday and uh it was cold so you come in all bundled up with your gloves on and you know we give you a bunch of beer and it would be all, it'd be all right but as far as this goes um you know we're gonna have a, a cool it's gonna be a pretty cool setup with you know we're gonna have a wood ceiling and wood floors and you know cool trim on the walls and you know we're going for like a kind of like a urban chic type feel and uh it'll be cool chairs and music and no tvs because tvs are no fun cool i like that idea I like to kind of allow the conversation to yeah. you know get a little bit bigger in the room instead of just like staring at like a, a piece of light on the wall you're yeah. just like oh okay what happened today you know yeah. you get to talk with the people around you which is pretty cool well in 2018 it's all about you know your phone or you know, your computer screen or TVs or whatever. And I'm old. You guys are not old. I'm old. Um, I think there's something to be said for a cool environment with some, you know, good background music and good company. You know, so good conversations, good food, good beer. Now, background music, are you planning on having live music here? Yeah. You are? Yep. yep. Very yep. cool. Very cool. And that's capabilities you guys didn't have in Hooksit. Or um, if you did, it was limited? Yeah, no. That was not what we had in Hooksit. You know, we didn't have heat. Yeah. There was no heat. So <laughs> it was kind of, and we really, when we built Hooksit, it was meant more for manufacturing, not really for retail. We only had retail hours. Um, Fridays were really 4 to 6. Saturday was 12 to 4. And, you know, it's not a lot of time for people to come in. So it really was not um, an inviting environment. The building was pretty run down. It was great for manufacturing. It was easy to get beer made, beer out the door in the trucks, but to have people come in, you know, it just, it, it didn't work. Yeah. So can you tell us what the last month and a half has been like for you? Because uh, you announced on Facebook and you guys got a pretty overwhelming response. We've had, uh, in the month of February, we've had over 100,000 hits on uh, Facebook. Uh, for the last month and a half, it's been a crazy whirlwind. I, I lose track of the days. I lose track of the time. I had five things I was supposed to get done today. I have five things I have to get done tomorrow because I didn't get it done today. Between meetings with contractors and designers and suppliers and customers and you know working with my my team and you know my kids and training and everything else, it's it's been this crazy whirlwind blur where it's it's March first tomorrow, and I'm like, oh geez, cool, <laughs> maybe winter's over. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Maybe winter yeah. is over. I hope so, because it's, it's been cold. Yeah. So, Dave, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, you are definitely the most physically fit uh, <laughs> owner of a brewery that I've met thus far. I'd have to agree. Uh, and yeah. you, mentioned, you mentioned training. So tell us a little bit. What do you do? Like, I mean, in your free time, and I say free time in air quotes, because uh, I don't free think time. you... Yes, yeah. What is, <laughs> yeah, what, what what is yeah. that? Yes. What is free time? <laughs> yes. So I... Uh, yeah, let's see. I started weight training when I was probably... 12 11 or 12 i got into uh competitive bodybuilding in my late 30s i'm i'm an old dude now i'm 43 uh, i've had chest surgery chest tears lat tears hurt my back i mean i'm a walking i'm a walking mess but um you know i try to find decent balance in my life and weight training has been a big part of what i do so i i get to the gym every day uh usually five six days a week uh it doesn't matter what i got going on you know, it's got to go. And like today, you know, I worked here till um, probably 5, 5.30. 
I knew what we meet with you guys at seven. So went right down the road to Fit Lab and went in there and banged out a workout for an hour or so and went, whoop, time to go. <laughs> so I'm here and then from here I go home and I got to prep all my food for tomorrow and, and then uh, get up at the crack of dawn and do it again. Yeah. That's cool. It, you are not an, you, in, I don't think anyone can say you're an absentee owner. Like you're not no. like the, the financial <laughs> workhorse. Here's the money and go play with no. it. You are here hands on. Yep. Um, yep. That's really, that's really incredible. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, if you want to have success, you got to put the, you got to pay the price. You got to, you got to do the work. Mm-hmm. And you know, so many people that are in business, they think cause they own the company that they'll hire a bunch of minions to do the work for them. I don't have minions working for me. I've got partners that work with me and they're, I mean, they're my employees, but I view them as, as partners of mine in this. And we all work together for the common goal, which is to grow white birch and, you know, turn some amazing beer. Yeah. All right. So what is the beer that white birch is known for? We are known for our Berliner Weiss. It's a German sour wheat beer. We have a regular flavor, which is kind of like a lemon sour. We have a blueberry and we have a raspberry. So that's really what, what we're known for. And then we do a whole bunch of spinoffs of that in the summer. I was just going to ask if, so the blueberry and the raspberry and the regular Berliner are available year-round? Year-round. Awesome. Yeah, back in 2014 when I started with my brother, I was at a, uh, a trade show up in Maine with one of my distributors. And at the time, uh, Berliner was just a summer summer style. And all these customers came up and said, oh, white birds, this is great. Mind you, I look like a gym rat. I was wearing sweatpants, sweatshirt, baseball hat. I didn't quite look like a beer guy. I guess I was intimidating, I guess. And uh, everybody said, you know, Berliner, why don't you make it all year? And I, I said, well, I don't, you know, I'm going to make an executive decision right here. All year, we're going to make it. And they were like, seriously? I said, yeah, call your rep, order beer, we'll ship it. And I came home and I said, oh, Bill, guess what? We're doing Berliner all year. <laughs> and he was like, what? I said, yeah, that's what we're going to do. Because I, you know, I think it's a, an amazing style of beer. It's very good. It's it's very refreshing, very light, very crisp. And my brother was like, "Oh, people aren't going to buy stouts and porters and you know all this other stuff in the winter. They're gonna we're gonna lose sales." And I said, "No, we're not." I said, "A sour drinker is not necessarily going to stop drinking a porter or a stout because they can get our sour beer all year." So we started doing that, and then we done a um, a, a couple blueberry batches. And, I, and it was uh, like a one-off specialty thing we had done. And I said, all right, we're going to make blueberry all year. And he was like, okay. And then I had a, uh, a request to make a watermelon wheat beer in this whatever spring it was. So my brother gave me a hard time for about 45 minutes. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. My brother was really a, uh, a purist, I guess you could call it. He, he doesn't like fruit in his beer, I guess. I said, well, finally, I said, well, I, I sold a batch of it so we have to make it so we made the watermelon wheat beer and then I was I was like what else can we do to try to you know rid my brother a little bit so I said how about a raspberry Berliner <laughs> <laughs> and I was expecting his eyes know, must have widened <laughs> well I was expecting him to give me a hard time and he goes okay and I just kind of looked at him all disappointed and I'm like where's the argument and he says do you know anything about Berliner I said no he says, great, let me tell you, over in Germany, you get this and the shot of raspberry syrup that you yeah. pour in your, yep. in your beer. Mm-hmm. And I went, oh, darn it. Bastard. <laughs> Son of a. Yeah. But I was like, all right, cool, so let's make it. So we started doing that one, and um, those are our three biggest sellers that we have. You know, where our hop session does well, our double IPA does extremely well. But everywhere I go, 
it's Berliner, Berliner, Berliner. And that's really what we hang our hat on. We're a sour beer company. That's cool because uh, sour beers are like getting big. I mean, they were a few years ago, and I think that they're still um, pretty big around here, especially. Um, There's a lot of flavor in it, and you can't really find a lot of great Berliners. So, like, when you find a really good one, it just makes a difference. So, it's exciting that you guys have three flavors accessible all the time. Well, this is a beer show. You want some Berliner? (laughs) Yeah, we can take some Berliner. Why don't we pause this? Yeah, we'll we'll pause this. We'll be right back. Yeah, so we just took a quick uh, <laughs> beer break, and uh, we are trying the Raspberry Berliner Weiss. Weiss. I'm opening up this blueberry, too. Just yeah, Dave. Let me know. These are killer. Let's drink some beer. Yes, let's drink some beer. <laughs> All right, so we're drinking some of the, what White Birch is essentially known for. Yep. What is your favorite uh, beer that you guys produce? I like the Raspberry Berliner. Okay. And I like our double IPA. You do? I, mean, I like all my beers. Um but I gravitate towards the raspberry and the double on, on a regular basis. Very good. Very good. After, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm just going to talk about it really quick yeah. just because we happen to open them. After trying it, I mean, they're just so flavorful. But I find that sometimes Berliners are like really strong and too sour. And, they yeah. you know, you kind of like start sweating. You're like, oh, gosh. But these just have the perfect amount of flavor. They, they're really like, you know, true to the the berliner vice you know just they really got that good flavor to them yeah the other thing i notice is when i had the blueberry it doesn't taste like i'm having like blueberry extract it's it literally tastes like a blueberry yep so and what's cool is we changed the the uh the process on the blueberry a little bit so you get a lot more blueberry flavor than what you used to get it used to be you'd get a very soft taste on the back end uh, with a few modifications to the brewing process, we're able to get a, a more robust blueberry flavor in the beer, cool. which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. Do you, do you guys, so you talked about doing summer flavors. Like, do you do summer sours? Like, yep. different? Yep. Like, what kind of flavors do you do in the summer? So last year, we had decided to um, really branch out on what we're known for, which is the, the Berliners. So we, in, uh, I think it was June, we came out with a peach Berliner. I bet that's Ooh, awesome. Yeah. It was so hard to make. Yep. But when it was done, it was it was absolutely fantastic and had a little more sour than the regular Berliners because peaches, I guess, inherently have a little more sour to them. <laughs> so we we tried a 30-barrel batch of that, sold out, did two more. Those sold out. And then I was like, huh, oh, it was kind of neat. And then we did a black cherry version of it. Oh, man. <laughs> it was good. Yep. I loved it. Um, when we do it this year, it'll have a little more black cherry flavor to it. Um, because you just don't know, you know, when you, when you, when you try, you take your ratios and you, you, you try different things and see how it turns out. But those are the first two variations that we did. People were like, wow, this is really good. What's next? And then we, we launched a, uh, we did a watermelon Berliner, which we've done for a couple of years and that's always been a big seller. Cool. And then we did a, a strawberry Berliner and then we had plans to do a blackberry and couple other things and we ran out of time so who's the mad scientist behind all these um those were my ideas i just kind of said hey what i spent a lot of time driving <laughs> you know when you're when you're driving in the car for 13 hours to get home and it's you leave in for example columbus at nine o'clock at night you're driving wow. all night yeah, and it's nothing but cornfields in. <laughs> there's nothing to see except fields yes. and dark been to ohio a couple of times there's yeah, nothing there there's nothing there <laughs> and uh you know i just I, I lose myself in, in music and I don't I don't listen to uh, you know regular radio or you know talk radio or any of that stuff so I 
I put on Apple radio and, you know, pick a track and just go. And after, you know, 100, 200, 300 miles, you, you start thinking about work and you start, you know, what am I going to do? And so I got to call and I got to return these emails and I got to be here and got to be there. And so once you work through all that, then you say, all right, you know, what can we do? What would be fun to try? And that's where you start thinking about all this crazy stuff. And then it doesn't matter what time it is. I've called my guys at midnight. Hey, oh my God, I got this crazy idea. And they're like, what are you doing? I'm driving on I-84. <laughs> I'm, I'm on uh, 190 coming up from Worcester. Yeah. I got this crazy idea I want to run by you. And so we'll, uh, I'll throw the ideas out. And, yeah, you know, Sean, my brewer, will either embrace it or... Yeah. And either way, it doesn't matter. We're going to make it. And so we, <laughs> I'll order the stuff and say, all right, let's make this beer in this day and let's see how it goes. But that really... Um, increased sales dramatically last year. I mean, people went, went crazy over it and, you know, it was pretty humbling and it was fun and, you know, the response was fantastic. And so we'll be rolling out watermelon in April this year and then we'll do peach and then we're going to do a whole bunch of other stuff on top of that. Cool. So you've done um, so much with this business. Like you, we were talking before how, uh, when did you actually take it over? I bought or the company. Yeah. So I basically assumed complete control in October of 2016. Uh, I'd gotten into a, a really bad car accident that luckily it didn't kill me. Sometimes things work the way they're supposed to. And, um, you know, I was out of work for about a week, had a real bad concussion. The doctors had me on all sorts of meds and drugs and stuff. And I was lucky if I knew my name most of the time. And uh, I came in and my brother, it was a pretty hard year. You know, we had a lot of stuff going on. And he basically in October decided that he had enough. And he didn't want to do it anymore. So, uh, what do you do? You either shut the company down, sink or swim, yeah, or you dive in. Yeah, yeah. I said, right, I'm diving in. So I, 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 in October of 16, I went and hired my own team. I brought Sean, my brewer, in. Uh, phenomenal guy. Very, you know, one plus one always equals two, which is good. Cause that's kind of how I like to roll. And then I, I brought in my own help and just went to work. And then I bought it, officially bought it, um, April of last year. Oh, all right. Cool. cool. And what are you most proud of with this business? Just in general. Most, most proud? Yeah. Uh, I don't really know. That's a tough one. Yeah, I mean, I know. You've done so much. You know, like that, it's pretty cool. I'm just a, I'm just a dude <laughs> just, just trying to have fun and, you know, grow a company. But I'm proud that, that we've grown as much as we have. Um, I'm proud of the response from the marketplace. I'm proud of the beer that we produce. I'm, I'm proud of the relationships I have with people. And I'm beyond ecstatic about the opportunity and what we're doing here. I, I really think it's going to be something, something special. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about Sean and your head brewer here? Uh, where did he Who? come Sean? <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> no. no, I was kidding. So when my brother was the brewer, and I knew nothing about brewing beer. It wasn't what I did. I did all the packaging and all the other stuff. And uh, when my brother decided it was time to move on, I was like, oh, shoot, you know, how do I go about finding a brewer? And he's like, well, I have a guy. And I said, all right, well, whatever. <laughs> so he said, uh, you know, I got Sean's resume. And I looked at it, and he has experience at uh, Smutty Nose, and he was at Red Hook at the time. And, and so I called him up and said, hey, why don't you come on in? And so he comes in, and as you guys are aware, I'm... I'm a pretty kind of a bigger dude and he's not 
so he kind of walks in and he's got the big you know the big chops and the long hair and looks like a brewer looks like a typical beer guy and uh, we sat down and you know I just took a leap of faith and said uh, you seem like a good guy and you know what are you making and what are you, what are you doing and tell me about your personal life and this and that and I said here's the opportunity uh, take the risk with me and he went okay and we started and so the first time we made beer <laughs> mind you I know nothing about how to use the brew house uh, he had a quick tutorial from my brother the day before and we had a bunch of beer we had to make and so I came in early in the morning and said all right let's do it what do we do <laughs> and he's like well we're gonna do this and you know, he's hitting buttons and turning stuff on and you know rakes are spinning and water's shooting all over the place and and you know he was nervous because he was he was new at this and he had never really brewed on a commercial brewing system before and and I'd never brewed on a commercial brewing system either and I own the place and I said all right well let's work through it and we had some issues and I was really more of just the calm reassuring voice for him but he's a phenomenal brewer I mean his passion for beer is unlike anything I've ever seen and he does it right and he's taken all of our recipes and we've We've talked about it, but we've tweaked everything and you know changed the process and and really you know he works in the in a I, I say I work in the, in the real world and he works in the foo foo world like in the <laughs> ideal world you know where you, it, everything works the way it's supposed to and I give him all the latitude to do whatever he's got to do I don't tell him what to do um, you know I was like hey beer's got to go and he's like I need two more days. Why? <laughs> and I know why, obviously, because we wanted, you know, we have to give the beer time to, to rest and settle and chill and crash and carbonate and rest and all this other stuff. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really cool to watch because he'll work 15, 16 hour days. When we were getting ready to move, we had a lot of beer to make. I mean, a lot of beer. And it required double brewing, you know, twice a day, every single day, uh, really five, six days a week for a while. And he was like, I'm like, you gonna be able to do it? He's like, yep. So he'd come in, you know, five o'clock in the morning. He'd be here till 10, 11 o'clock at night. Wow. But he's committed and uh, he loves making beer. And, uh, you know, he's, he's done some cool stuff. Like he tweaked up the tavern recipe. He, uh, that maple porter, uh, that was a new one. Uh, that was really, one of, my, one of my friends said, hey, can you make a maple? If I get you maple syrup, can you make like a maple porter? I love porter. Me? Sure, no problem. <laughs> when are you going to make it? I don't know. We'll get to it. So we got the syrup, and I said, hey, Sean, we got to make this maple porter. He's like, are you kidding me? We have all this stuff we got to do, all these core beers we got to make, plus, you know, the seasonal stuff, and you want me to make a maple porter? <laughs> yeah, why not? So we made it, and uh, he does a, does a phenomenal job. Has there been the one beer that you've had this idea, and you've gone to Sean? He's gone. That's impossible. Or I don't know if impossible is anything he's ever said. He, I mean, we've had uh, no. Okay. I made a. Uh, the heck was it? Peach mango double IPA. <laughs> Love Sounds that. good though. <laughs> oh, it was amazing. Yeah. And he looked at me like I had five heads, and I said, "No, no, no, no we're gonna do this." And he's like, "Okay." So we made it. <laughs> amazing. Absolutely amazing. When was the moment that you knew that it was going to be all right with Sean as the brewer instead of your brother? 
the first day. <laughs> the first day. Cool. Um, you know, there's something to be said when you build your own team and, and, you know, they're on your team. You're not sharing the team with a family member. Uh, Bill's a great guy. He's got a great family. I, mean, I love him to death. He's my brother. But he and I are very different people. So, you know, the first day I worked with, with Sean, you know, I'm working with him as, you know, really he's my partner in this thing. But, you know, I'm the employer. And, and it gives you the ability to, to question things. You know, when you're working with your brother, you don't question your brother, especially when he's the older brother. Of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, why are you doing this? Yeah, go away. Excellent. All right. So let's look into the future. Where do you see White Birch? I know you probably can't even look like one day at this time. You're taking it day by day. But where, where do you see White Birch in the, in the future? Um, believe it or not, with all the chaos, this is nothing. You know, we're looking, you know, 12 months, three years, five years down the road. And we've got pretty big expectations for where we want to take White Birch. Um, I'm not, I don't really want to get into where I expect it to go, mm -hmm. but I expect to be a pretty strong, you know, regional East Coast player uh, sooner than later is, is what I'm hoping for. Awesome. I hope. No, I think you will. Maybe. Yeah. I think you will. I hope so. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. And uh, where can we find you on the internet, social media? And so right you don't have an official open date, do you? Uh, no. Okay. No. Uh, but you can find it on those social media platforms when you do. It'll be on Facebook. It'll be on Facebook. I guarantee you that. Um, right now, we've got a very active Facebook page. Um, we do have a website. It's whitebirchbrewing.com. I don't recommend going to it right now. Um, it's not active. Uh, I haven't. I don't know how to use it. Um, I had a meeting Friday with a new website company. So they're going to be coming in and working with us to redesign the website and tie it with Instagram and Facebook. I don't have Instagram either. Everyone says I should. I don't really know what it is. <laughs> it's a it's another pain in the ass if you if you I figure it's <laughs> some other uh, social media platform and yes. I'm showing my age. I don't really know what Instagram is. But we uh, we put everything on Facebook. We put updates on a regular basis on there. Um, any new anything. You can find it on our Facebook page. Uh, when we do sales or promos or specials or whatever everything goes right on facebook because that's the place to be mm -hmm. definitely and you distribute in most in most east coast states right yeah so we distribute maine new hampshire massachusetts rhode island connecticut new jersey um i terminated a contract in new york uh, last year uh, we're in pennsylvania i just terminated a contract in ohio um we have contracts in Virginia, Maryland, Delaware, D.C. Um, we have a, a dormant contract in Vermont. At some point, we'll get that back up and running again. Um, I think that's it. And if you are, if a liquor store is listening and wants to get <laughs> white birch in their liquor store, how can they get in contact with you? A liquor store in New Hampshire or Massachusetts? Uh, liquor stores in New Hampshire don't carry beer. No, I, or I, I mean. In Massachusetts, Massachusetts yeah. they can send me an email at dave at whitebirchbrewing.com, and I can forward it off to my distributor. I use Atlantic Beverages down in Massachusetts. Uh, they do a great job for us down there. they got a big sales force and 
very bullish on white birch, thankfully. Um, but you can email me directly, and I will have a sales rep contact you. Excellent. Anything else you'd like to leave the listeners with? Mm, nope. Come check us out. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Well, well, Dave, thanks for taking some time. I know that you left the gym a little early, so I am sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. It's good. I was, I was done. It was good. It was a good workout. Good. Awesome. So. We'd love to talk with you again when the the tap room's open and sure. kind of see what the progress looks from March 1st on. Well, you've seen it 60%. I'll go with 60% right now. Yeah, it looks right. awesome. You have a great big parking lot here, and yep. I think it's going to be a, a really good location for you guys, and I'm well, excited for you. Well, thank you, and thanks for coming up, and uh, door's always open anytime. Excellent. Awesome. Thanks. Okay. Well, cheers. All right, so that was our interview with Dave from White Birch Brew, and he was such a great guy to talk to. I had an awesome time with that interview. Wouldn't you say so yourself, Matt? Yeah, I had a really good time. Uh, it was He was awesome, so hospitable. We had quite a bit of free beer, too, which was always a plus. Um, <laughs> I can never complain when I get free beer. So, uh, No, 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 but, but Dave, um, he's, a, he's a businessman through and through. I mean, he knows, uh, you know, not coming into the – the business being a brewer or even really, you know, having a huge passion for beer and then just falling in love with the business and then really just trying to uh, be the face of White Birch. You know, it's, it's amazing that he goes out to, I think he said Indiana to, you know, <laughs> to a, brewer, like yeah. a brewing festival and he's like, oh, I, uh, yeah, I own White Birch. They're like, oh, you, 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 what, what? So it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think that's, I, you know, he really stands by the product that he's making and he said it himself, he believes he's making the best beer. Uh, that can be brewed and we got to give it to him he's a uh, he's working his ass off so Ellie, he definitely there's, is there's a, a pretty cool event going on this weekend i know we we're teasing it in the intro so do you think we should let the uh the fans know i think dave would appreciate it if we let the, the listeners know right yeah matt so they're actually doing their opening their grand opening for white birch in the new nashua new hampshire location and that's going to be this saturday april 14th and it's going to be from 12 to 6 p.m. Yeah, that's really exciting. So their address, I'm going to I'm going to say it twice right now. So it's at 460 Amherst Street, Nashua, New Hampshire. That again is 460 Amherst Street, Nashua, New Hampshire. And uh you know, Dave, I'm going to read it just himself. Uh we're a little over a week from our open house on 414 from 12 to 6. We'll have crazy specials, awesome beer, good food, shirts and special glassware available. So uh you got me sold. I'll be there for sure. And uh, I know you will be in San Diego, Allie. Yes, I will be in the air on my way to San Diego. But if I was here, you better bet that I would be going to that grand opening. Yes, absolutely. All right. So without further ado, uh, thank you so much to Dave again for uh, taking some time out of your your, your schedule. Uh, he literally was coming back from the gym just to do this interview. And like we said, uh, <laughs> I think in last week's episode, he's the most physically fit uh brewery owner that we've ever met uh so <laughs> yes uh we're sorry if we broke your workout uh but um <laughs> check them out at 460 amherst street this saturday 414 from 12 to 6 um it's gonna be awesome but uh ali where can they find little brew roots on social me media <laughs> you can find brew roots pretty much anywhere on social media our tag is at brew roots so we have um instagram facebook Twitter, uh, pretty much anything, or you can just check us out at brewroots.com. Absolutely. All right. And uh, you know what? Without further ado, I think we're going to introduce our guest for the episode that's coming up in two weeks. And it's going to be 
uh, Avery from uh, Colorado. Which is, that's exciting. Yeah, I'm excited. I, that's, that was a huge get for us. This is, uh, you know, a lot of people when we say, oh, who have you interviewed? We, we, like, we'll say like Avery and they're, oh my God, that's incredible. So uh, <laughs> we're excited. Yeah. We are excited to release this episode. Uh, we did this one over Skype. So forgive the audio. The audio quality isn't um, what you are typically used to hearing. Because uh, we were still trying to figure out the kinks with Skype, but uh, nonetheless, I think the content's good if you can get through the the interview. Uh, All right, so uh, stick around and check out uh, next week's preview. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so uh, on behalf of Ali, my name is Matt. Cheers. Cheers. And uh, kind of buddied up to those guys and scrubbed some floors for them for a while and shoveled some grain until uh, they brought me on um, at that distillery 